This is Encore Performances, reconnecting with friends of GBA. I'm your host, Joel Carson, the Executive Director of the Geoprofessional Business Association. GBA is known for engaging with amazing speakers at our conferences, and in this series, we reconnect with past keynotes that have become old friends of GBA to see where life has taken them and learn from their journey. They are American heroes, best-selling authors, business leaders, executive coaches, all experts in their field and brilliantly engaging. I hope you enjoy reconnecting with these friends of GBA as much as I do. Thank you for joining me today. It is really great to reconnect with you, Major General Vinnie Bowles. Well, it's uh, great to be here, and uh, that's an introduction that doesn't even need a guest speaker. I mean, as long as that is, but uh, that'll be just great, and it's always a pleasure to uh, be with great people doing great things, and GBA is truly the class of that. Thank you very much. So, Vinnie, during your presentation to us in 2017, you emphasized the importance of sharpening our leadership tools. In 2020, we're in a very different world now as we deal with pandemic, the slowing economy, and our employees are working remotely. So please tell us how leaders need to adapt. Uh, I have a couple of thoughts on that as, as wouldn't surprise you given that you know we've talked before and you've heard me. But the first thing I'd say is this is what you get paid for. Uh, when it's 70 degrees out and there's uh, two email messages in your inbox, and the only fi finance problem you have is your CFO is running around saying, I don't know what to do with all this cash. Leadership and life is pretty easy. This is what leaders get paid for. We get paid for these tough and challenging times. Now, in all candor, we've never seen a time like this. I mean, we start the year going back to the 1974 impeachment of Richard Nixon. Then we transition to the global pandemic of 1918, 1919. Then we transition to the global economic crisis that was 1929. And then we transition to the racial tensions of 1967 and 68 in the 60s that we had. Who saw any years like that? We've seen that in six months. And we haven't even begun to see what's going to go on with the election and this summer and conventions and all that you know, follows after that and the rest of this, uh, how this pandemic will finally sort itself out. So these are truly challenging times. You can't predict the future. You can predict the connection you have with your folks, the clarity you give your folks, that you're there for them and you can be there. So the first thing I'd say when you're sharpening your leadership acts is understand that your folks are counting on you and this is when real leaders step up. There's this myth out there that you might have heard, Joel, that you might have heard that tough times build character. That's garbage. Tough times never build character. If you're a sorry scum sucking dog, when times get tough, you're not all of a sudden gonna be a great person. Tough times reveal character. And a lot of organizations are seeing their character revealed. Some of the coaching I'm doing with clients, they are walking away amazed and impressed with the team they have, not wringing their hands. So I tell you in tough times like this, if you're wringing your hands, you can't roll up your sleeves. These are tough and challenging times. It's not a solo event, don't try to do it on your own. Long answer to a short question, but that's uh, so what I've given some thought to. The way that you condensed the last six months into so many historic events that have taken place, it, and then we don't even know what the next six months holds, really does emphasize mm -hmm. that, that great leaders need to step up during these times. And, and need they, to be ready to adapt to the compression of time. 
But one thing that's I, happened is these are not only happy face, like they are compressed. Yeah, very adaptive, have to be very adaptive. Yes, sir. And these are very stressful times because of so much uncertainty and because things are so compressed. And you shared with us two reasons for stress. So how can leaders reduce stress for their employees during these times? First, I think it's important to understand there are only two reasons the stress occurs. So people look at me and say, you don't understand. Well, I, I'll, I'll put my 40 plus years of doing this work up against anybody. I have found that when you, when you peel all the onions back, there are two reasons for stress in organization. The first reason for stress is the leader knows something his team doesn't know, and he hasn't shared it. And if he or she shared it, it would provide some clarity and allow people to get things done. So the first reason for stress is you know something they don't know. And their knowing it would make their jobs easier. The second and as critical of reason for stress, they know something you, the boss, don't know. It looked real great on the PowerPoint chart when the consultant came in three weeks ago and said, this new software program is going to be wonderful. The people on the shop floor are finding out it really doesn't, it's not deploying as advertised. And they've got to screw up their courage now and go in and tell you, hey, that thing that got briefed, it ain't working so well. So do you have an environment where folks can come up and talk to you and can lay that out? One of the key things I judge leaders by, and I ask, uh, I advise people I'm coaching to judge leaders by, they say, what should I look for? I said, look at how they take bad news. Do they take bad news as a way to grow, as a way to adapt, as a way to get better? Or do they reach under their desk and pull out a flamethrower and start looking for three people to take out because they want to find somebody to blame? So stress occurs because of knowledge or lack of knowledge. So what you have to do when times are more stressful, you have to communicate more. You have to connect more. Just exactly at the time that you want to pull back, the reason leading in stressful times is so challenging is just when you've been beaten down and on your knees, that's when you got to rise up and be your best. And that's why it's so challenging and so stressful. So recognize that. Recognize, I, I tell people, uh, they say, ask me sometimes, when do I know I'm done talking to my people. I say, I don't know, but I've learned that if you get tired talking to them, you're about halfway there. You can never over-communicate with your team, ever. It is impossible to over-communicate because circumstances change, facts change, people change in the organization. You can never over I've never worked in a team where people said, people communicate with me too much. The reverse yeah. has always been true. Then what you have to do is you have to get your arms around knowing that, you know, people really want to make a difference and want to help. Just help them do that. That's what I got on that, sir. Awesome. Another thing that I was reminded as I reviewed our, your presentation to the GBA leaders is the experience that you have in wartime and in complex humanitarian efforts, all the things that I talked about in your introduction. Even with all of your experience, have you learned or relearned something in this reality that you could share with us? Uh, probably the biggest thing I've relearned is that success is not a solo effort. It isn't just about you. I've shared the story before with other people, and I apologize if I'm repeating it. I'm a Catholic, and uh, we have these people on the Catholic faith called cardinals in our hierarchy. And they were talking at one point in time to Cardinal uh, John O'Connor, Cardinal O'Connor in New York, a reporter was talking to him and he asked Cardinal O'Connor, he said, uh, what do you pray for? And O'Connor gave the usual answer you'd expect. I pray for world peace. I pray for, you know, people that have food. I pray for good things in life. And the reporter pushed back and said, no, no, no. I want to know when do you hit your knees for you? 
what do you pray for for you? And O'Connor looked at him, and O'Connor, before he had been a cardinal in the Catholic Church, had been a Navy chaplain and retired after 30 years as being the Navy chief of chaplains. So he had a 30-plus year military career. And O'Connor looked at the guy and said, I say a prayer every morning, and it's on my shaving mirror, and I always say it. And the prayer is, Lord, let me never get in the way of somebody trying to do the right thing. In times like these, people want clarity, even if the clarity is that you don't know what to do. Uh, I had a great organization I work with uh, here that uh, they had a big operation happening. The corona uh, crisis hit, but their mission couldn't stop. They had to keep providing customer response. The boss brought the team in. The operations chief brought the team in, sat down, said, what do you think we can do? They said, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this. He said, great. A week later, they came back, said, it's not working. We got to do something else. I said, all right, what do you want to do? They went to something else. If you don't get out of the way, if you'll be willing to get out of the way of people trying to do the right thing and let them do the right thing and provide clarity to them. And let them, I find with people, if I just provide clarity about what the objective is and stay, keep them between the right and left barriers and the ditches, uh, they will move heaven and earth to make things happen. That's really kind of the big thing I've discovered in all this. I'm not trying to be Pollyanna. These are tough times. I mean, you look at the airlines, for an example. The airlines had a lot of models. They just didn't have a model for no revenue. But they're trying to fight through that now. And that's an industry where I was reading the other day, one airline was happy because they got their burn rate down to $30 million a day. Wow. That's one airline. And they were happy because they got it down to that. So, so there are some challenging issues coming at us. We have been through challenging ones before. The key is we will get through it together. And that's uh, probably the biggest takeaway I've gotten this. When you're, tr- when you're struggling, reach out, don't pull back. As uh, we continue to experience personal and professional challenges during these unprecedented times, one of the questions I've started asking my friends and colleagues in, in a, in a, a vein of hope is uh, for them to fill in the blank to this question. The silver lining in all of this is blank. The silver lining in this event that we have now is it is giving people the opportunity to show their best and organizations to show their best. Uh, I'm consulting with an organization here locally they have not missed a beat. Their operations section is strutting. They are saying, we got this, bring more. And it is infecting the organization. All because the leader, when the challenge hit, sat down with his team and said, how do you best wanna handle this? You're the people on the front line, tell me what works best for you. And they started and they tried it. And it didn't work. And they sat back and said, how do we fix this? How do we adapt from this? And that's been the silver lining of this. People have an opportunity to show their best in the face of a challenge. These are very dynamic times. And you used to spend so much of your time traveling across the country, speaking to audiences like GBA members. So what are you doing now? What what are your audiences requesting uh, for future events? And when we can't, meet as leaders at conferences and conventions? Well, I just had one yesterday. Uh, I had an event booked for August and uh, they've come back and they've said, could I now do a virtual event? 
And then would I follow it up with a Zoom Q&A? And then would I, two or three times during the year, the next 12 months, plug back in for another series of Q&As about 30 to 45 minutes? So people are wanting to find ways to connect. We're, we are going to be in a uh, valley of uh, in-person events until three to 400 people are comfortable being in a room with a bunch of other people and until that's a comfortable, comfortable area. And we're not there yet. Yeah. Are there other ways that your company, your business is adjusted in this crisis? Uh, it is. I, it, it's interesting. While my speaking has gone down and modified and adapted, my executive coaching practice is skyrocketing. I've already picked up in the last two months four new clients. And they're VPs, senior level folks, an executive team that wants me to facilitate them for the year. And when I asked how come this happened, they said, I've always been thinking about this. And now I finally had time to go do it. Yeah. One of the other silver linings that's come out is I work with a CFO and he said to me, I finally had four hours to sit down and focus on something that I've never had before. I don't have all the drive-bys I used to have. There are a lot of silver linings. I'm glad that you and, and others are looking for those silver linings. We all need that message of hope right now. So uh, in 2017, when we met, you gave me a gift. You gave me a signed copy of 4321 Leadership, What America's Sons and Daughters Taught Me on the Road from Second Lieutenant to Two-Star General. And as I was rereading it, I was reminded how valuable this book is, as it was then, but even more today, for, all the, for many of the reasons that you spoke of today. So where can our members find your book and how can they reach out to you for virtual presentations and executive coaching? Sure. Well, in terms of the book, you can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all the usual suspects. If you'd like a signed copy, uh, simply go on my website, uh, com, and uh, click on the icon that says uh, you'd like a copy of the book and, uh, or just send me an email and we can arrange a signed copy and we'll sort that out. In terms of uh, getting me for a speaking event or coaching, I'm represented by Bream Speakers, B-R-E-A-M, Bream Speakers. Sheldon Bream and his great team uh, will do a great job connecting us and getting us together. Great. So that's Vinnie Bowles, B-O-L-E-S dot com and yes, Bream, BreamSpeakers.com. Yes, sir. Great. Well, I cherish my book uh, It's and you did sign it to me and gave, wrote a nice little note and I appreciate that and I welcome everybody to do that too. So uh, just as a last question before I let you go, uh, Vinnie, what message would you like to leave us all with today? We will get through this. We're going to get through it together. Hang in with your team. This is exactly the time that they are judging and assessing you. Values and organizations aren't judged when it's 70 degrees out. There's three email messages in your inbox and there's plenty of cash in the tail. It's when the heat's high, the pressure's on, and the outcome is uncertain. That's when values judge. And how people judge their values is, does the organization cling to those values in tough times? So if your organizational values mean something, 
you're wrapping yourself around them and using them to get you through this tough time. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us. It's great to reconnect with you and to, again, uh, learn from you. Um, you've been very generous with your time. And on behalf of GBA and all of our members, uh, thank you again for your service. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Joel, always a pleasure. And please stay in touch. And I appreciate you taking the initiative to put this together. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Be safe and uh, look forward to our next connection. God love you. Stay safe, sir. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encore Performances, Reconnecting with Friends of GBA. If you enjoyed this conversation, please subscribe and listen to future episodes. I'm confident you'll be inspired, informed, and entertained. For more great resources to help make you and your business smarter, stronger, and more successful, visit our website at geoprofessional.org. Thank you again for listening to your continued success.